0: The text I've chosen for this service is verse 31, the last verse of Isaiah 40. We'll read that verse again. And there it says But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Love a congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, also you boys and girls. Waiting. We're not always very good at waiting, are we? Waiting for something. We live in a kind of an instant society. Instant food, fast food. Instant communication, pay at the pump gas. And if we have to wait at a traffic light or for road work, we easily become pretty frustrated and throw up our hands. We want to get out of the traffic, find another way. Wait on the Lord, we just sang with Psalm 27. We're told to wait on the Lord. That's the same word. Words are used in our text for this New Year's morning sermon. It's kind of hard to express what that waiting for the Lord all includes. It's kind of a comprehensive term. It has to do with faith, trust, patience, dependence, Hope. Waiting on the Lord then means something like patiently looking to him to do as he has promised. So then the theme for this New Year's Day service is those who wait on the Lord, as it says in our text, will renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And we see three things in connection with that. We see first how hard it is to wait on the Lord. We see secondly how easy it should be to wait on the Lord. And thirdly, how beneficial it is to wait on the Lord. So, first of all, how hard it is to wait on the Lord. So, we mentioned it's hard for us to wait and it's not easy. For us to wait on the Lord either, to patiently look to Him to work for our good in everything. Just ask the people to whom the words of our text were directed in Isaiah 40. Those people were displaced persons, like so many you see on the news today, in the conflicts, you know, in in Syria and in the Congo, people fleeing for their lives with their families and so on. These were Israelites who had been deported to another place far from their homes and their homeland. And they couldn't take anything along with them, forced to leave everything behind, property, house, possessions, businesses and so on. Everything they had worked for and built up over the years had to be left behind. Not easy. Imagine if you had to leave everything you have now behind, suddenly. Being driven out of your own house, from your own country is one of the most traumatic experiences you can imagine and And the people addressed in our text were people like that, displaced, refugees, we could say, people of Judah and Jerusalem, a whole people deported to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, they could have known better, those people. The Lord had warned them for years and years already, through his prophets. But they had refused to believe those warnings. They figured, that'll never happen to us because we're God's people. And they merrily went on with their sins and idolatry. But all the threats of the Lord came true. And they had been deported, exiled, And now they sat there in Babylon despairing that they would ever see their homeland, the promised land, and the city of Jerusalem and their own homes again. When there was no reason at all for hope, those people had hoped that things would go on as they always had. But now that they had no hope anymore, the Lord himself comes to them in his prophet, Isaiah, and gives them hope. And he writes a letter of comfort to them. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. As we mentioned, Isaiah 40 is that new section of the book of Isaiah. And the threats mentioned in the first part of this book have been carried out. People have been carried away to Babylon Many of them killed, but many of them in Babylon now. And when the Israelites are there in Babylon, God sends Isaiah with this book of comfort, of hope. And he promises he's not going to leave them in exile, but he will restore them to their inheritance. And now you'd expect those people in exile to jump for joy when they hear, the hopeful and comforting words of the Lord via his prophet. If you've been driven away from home and country to live somewhere as a refugee in a camp, and somebody came to tell you that everything is going to be good and you'll soon be able to return home, you'd be ecstatic, wouldn't you? Not those exiles of Judah and Jerusalem in Babylon. They were told that and they didn't believe it. Had a hard time believing it. Because they, they saw too many difficulties with that promise. How could the mighty power of Babylon ever be broken? As a world power, how could they ever escape that, that grip of, of that government of Babylon? The might of Babylon. And they didn't see how they would ever be able to return to their own land again. All they saw was high mountains and deep valleys and deserts. How could they ever get back? How could those, anything work for their, their return in, in all those circumstances? And then the problem was that they only looked down and they didn't look up. All they saw was the power of proud Babylon and they did not see him before whom all the nations are like grasshoppers. All the people are like grasshoppers and all the nations like drop in a bucket and dust on the scales. It's so, it's so easy, congregation, as we look ahead to that. We just looked down and not up, right? For instance, If we think about the church in this world, we know that the Lord Jesus said that the gates of Hades would never overcome his church. But there would also be struggle and suffering for his church, his people, before the time came. And there are a lot of dangers in the world today when we look around us. So many wrong ideas around, so many temptations, so many enemies who would like to see the church destroyed. Think of the de-Christianization we see taking place here in our own country. Think of how Christians are being attacked by fundamentalist Muslims in many parts of the world, have to flee for their lives. Things, those kind of things can scare you if you think, will there be room for us in the future here? And the church of Christ is already so small, Will it come even under more pressure this new year? Will it become harder to live as a Christian this year? What new laws will restrict our freedoms as Christians this year? It could scare you. What can we do? Also in your own life, it can be dark. And the troubles and hardships can look so great. The things that you need to overcome. And the devil is so strong. What new struggles await me in this new year, 2014? Will I be overcome? Will the Lord forget me? What about my children or grandchildren? Will they also be able to remain standing, even growing in faith? There's so many temptations for them. See, we're all, we're all quite often more impressed by the power of our enemies here on earth than the might of God on high. And then instead of waiting on the Lord, depending on his promises, we can become uncertain and afraid, maybe even downhearted, maybe, as we can look ahead. In fact, congregation, we can see ourselves as kind of exiles here on earth we are people who were driven out of paradise because of our fall into sin and yet the Lord gave us rich promises of salvation from the guilt of sin and deliverance from the power of the devil through Jesus Christ his son but instead of always believing those promises of God we often doubt them we think too Is that possible? Salvation from the guilt of my sins? I'm too big a sinner. Deliverance from the power of the devil? He's too strong. I can never overcome that in my life. Help in trouble? My problems are too great. I'm caught in too big of a mess. God can never get me out of this. Oh, we're we're often not that different from those Old Testament Israelites in exile. When it comes down to it, you think about it it's often hard for us to truly wait on the Lord. But it should be easy. And that's our second point, how easy it should be for us to wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord means expecting what you don't have yet, what you don't see yet, but what has been promised to you. And that can be difficult to wait, like waiting for a package containing something nice. Somebody called you and said, I'm sending you something. And then waiting for that, you know, it can be long, every day can be a week. Seem like it. We're impatient people by nature. Not easy to wait. Not easy to wait on the Lord either. The Lord's schedule to deliver on His promises doesn't always match our schedule when we would like to see those promises realized. The main thing that has to be taken into consideration, though, is the basis for our waiting, our hope. There's our expectation that the Lord will deliver on His promises. Does that have solid basis? You know, you can wait And hope like somebody sitting at home during the evening feeling lonely. They hope somebody might drop by. But the hours go by and nobody shows up. They waited for nothing. Their longing for companionship had no foundation. But take somebody who waits for a friend who has promised to come by that evening, a friend who has proven themselves to be reliable, always did what they promised. Well, that waiting person has a solid basis for his expectation. They patiently expect that their friend will show up as he promised. See, there is expectation which has no real basis. And there is expectation which has solid basis because a promise has been made by a reliable person. Somebody has shown themselves to be reliable. Well, the people of God in exile could have that latter kind of hope and waiting. Waiting with a good basis. They didn't have to just dream about deliverance from exile and going back to their own land and own homes. No, they had God's promise that he would bring them back to their own land again, the land of promise. And God is not a man that he should lie. His word has proven to be reliable and trustworthy. So waiting in this sense is waiting with certainty. That's why you can wait for what is promised. Look forward to the Lord's mercy and help. And you can look forward to that with expectation, certainty. For those who hope in the Lord, the waiting is therefore never too long. They know he's going to deliver. They trust he'll do as promised. And so that even though they don't see how he's going to do that, they can wait with patience. And that's because of that solid basis for waiting on him. He's shown himself almighty. Who can compare with him? He upholds everything in the universe, the stars in the sky. We read, we read, read that in, in Isaiah 40. He upholds them all, keeps them in place, names them all, knows them all. The whole universe, he, he maintains that. And not only that, not only is he the Almighty, he's completely true to his promises and to his people throughout history. Shown himself to be reliable. The Bible shows that so clearly all the way through. The Lord being true to his promises, that's what the Bible is about. In his power and mercy, he works out those promises even when it doesn't seem possible that those promises could come true. Think of how he fulfilled his promise to give old Abraham and Sarah descendants Think of how he wonderfully fulfilled his promise to send someone to save his people from their sin when his son came into the flesh in Bethlehem as we celebrated last week. Think of the promise to send his Holy Spirit, how that came true at Pentecost and afterwards. In fact, if the Lord has promised something and that's the whole message, the basic message of the Bible, it will come true and then it's hard not to trust to wait on the Lord. We have to ask, in fact, how is it possible that we sometimes don't wait patiently on him to do as he promised? How is it possible that we don't wait for the Lord? See, waiting on the Lord, depending on his promises, means we look up to him, to his power, his faithfulness, and then we see over all we we can look over top of all the difficulties and the impossibilities it was impossible humanly speaking that abram and sarah would ever become the parents of a child yet at their age they waited on the lord trusted his word of promise and it became reality it was impossible that israel would be able to conquer that mighty city of jericho with its high walls They waited on the Lord. They did what he told them to do. And their trust was not put to shame. Jericho's walls fell. See, waiting on the Lord, trusting that he'll do as he promised, that's holding on to that word which he has spoken. Notice, by the way, that the prophet Isaiah uses the name Lord here. Lord with capital letters in the text. When he says, wait on the Lord. Lord, capital letters stands for Yahweh, God of the covenant the God who has made promises and is faithful to his word of promise and fulfills all his promises. And that name, Yahweh, became flesh and blood in Jesus Christ in whom all God's promises are yes and amen, as Paul writes. True and certain. Waiting on the Lord in New Testament terms is trusting that he will work out our salvation in Jesus Christ. Trusting in Christ. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, we have no idea what the new year might bring us. That's all uncertain. Uncertain. But we don't have to wait with bated breath for whatever might happen. We can wait on the Lord. And that means that whatever happens, we know that the Lord our God is in it, He'll be in it, and that he'll be working out the salvation of his people as he promised, and that he'll be working for our good as he said he would, no matter what happens. He'll be in it. Hope in him is well-founded. We sometimes have so many expectations from life, right? We hope for this or we hope for that. Also, as we look ahead to this year. And quite often, there's no real basis for, for that kind of hope and expectation. And then we are often disappointed in the end. We can even become bitter because of unfulfilled hopes and desires. And we waited for nothing. Waiting on the Lord never, ever disappoints, never makes bitter, never saps your strength. Waiting on him, in fact, renews your strength. Waiting on the Lord should be the easiest thing in the world to do, shouldn't it? If you think about those things. How could we not wait patiently on the Lord? Because it's so beneficial and brings, that brings us to the last point, the, how beneficial it is to wait on the Lord. It says in, in the text that those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. What does that mean? Well, congregation, that stands in the context of the previous verse of Isaiah, which speaks of even young men growing weary and, and stumbling and falling. Young fellows, you know, they figure they can pretty well do everything. I was there once. You figure you can do everything. If something is heavy has to be lifted or moved, no problem, I'll do it. And if people are on a long up and down hike along the escarpment, the older ones easily grow, t- grow tired. And they wonder, how come the kids continue to have all that energy? Well, the road from Babylon back to Jerusalem was long and hard. The younger exiles said, no problem. We'll make it no problem. But then the prophet says, just wait a minute not so brash and bold, the way is long and hard. Even youths will grow tired and weary. Young men will stumble and fall. You're not gonna make it to the promised land on your own strength. Back to Jerusalem. And congregation, we too cannot deliver ourselves from our exile and make progress towards our promised land this year in our own strength. We won't be able to do it. If we depend on ourselves to make it to our eternal inheritance, we're not going to get there because there is only one way to get there. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. In other words, we have to learn not to depend on our own strength, but the strength of our Lord and the power of His Spirit. Our lives need to be renewed every time again. And they will only be renewed if we put all our hope and trust in Him. Even if we think, okay, this is not going to work, and we still trust in Him, the strange thing is, it confirms us, strengthens us, renews us. Actually, our text says those who keep waiting on the Lord will keep renewing their strength. That's the tense Of the Hebrew words you see when the exiles set out from Babylon in the direction of Jerusalem they were going to be strong you know they would be strong their step would be light later on that would change they would become weary they would faint and stumble the young ones too and they wouldn't be able to get on they'd need to have their strength renewed they would need to keep looking to the Lord to be strengthened and renewed and isn't that the picture of our lives as we head into this new year, brothers and sisters, boys and girls? You know, at first we're gonna be enthusiastic. Oh yes, this resolution, I'm gonna do this. We're determined to make progress on the journey this new year, on our journeys. But isn't long and there will be obstacles too. High mountains, deep ravines, Deserts, times when our step will be slowed down, when we're pretty well stopped and our strength will wane and we will faint. I can't go on anymore. And we'll maybe wonder, will we ever make it on our journey to the promised land? Will we ever make progress toward the new Jerusalem? that's a city we're on the way to we need renewed strength have to wait on the lord then we need to put our hope and expectation in the lord seek our strength in christ whoever has no strength left in himself and looks to the lord becomes strong in the lord the apostle paul wrote about that he said when i am weak myself then i am strong in the Lord and sometimes we have to be made weak to become strong in the Lord wait on the Lord expect our life and future from the Lord and his promises then we will receive strength from the Lord the less strength we confess we have the more he gives And those who wait on the Lord will, as the text says, mount up with wings like eagles. Now the eagle is the king of the birds, symbol of strength and power. One of the mightiest of all the birds. Able to soar high on strong wings for great distances, seemingly effortlessly. (coughs) Will be able to soar over mountains, high mountains and deep ravines in fact the more we rely on the lord the more energy he gives to go on and we'll see that he's true to his word and every time that happens we're encouraged to go on again it'll strengthen us so we have the energy to go over the obstacles and the troubles we meet be able to keep making progress in our life of faith towards the new Jerusalem this year, too. No matter what the year may bring, whatever happens is not going to hinder our progress toward the promised land. In fact, those who wait on the Lord, who trust and depend on Him will run and not grow weary, it says. Walk and not faint, it says in the text. If we keep putting our trust in the Lord every time again, If we keep focusing on His promises, keep expecting our life from Christ, then we gain more energy. If we look to Him instead of ourselves or in whatever is around us, we will be renewed in our strength. We'll be able to continue to walk and not be weary. Keep moving toward the new Jerusalem go from strength to strength till we appear in god's holy dwelling as it says in psalm 84. and it isn't if you think about that isn't that an attractive a beautiful way to go into a new year too with that assurance from god's word does not make you want to wait on the lord Depend on him and his promises always. Not on yourself and your own strengths, but on him and his promises. Life can become so difficult sometimes, so complicated. You know, think of all that we dealt with last year. You dealt with in your your personal life, problems, sorrows, burdens to bear, struggle with weakness and temptation, dealing with sickness and the infirmities of age, Every one of us had worries and troubles and sorrows to deal with last year. And what lies ahead? The Lord told us that that road we all have to travel to the New Jerusalem. Become, can become, it is narrow and steep. It stretches out before us this new year again. And you know, if we had to depend on ourselves to make that progress, we'd give up long before we came to the destination. No congregation. Wait on the Lord. Trust in His promises. Get your strength from Him. Look to Him. Call on Him every day again, as He said in His Word. Open His Word. Then your strength will be renewed daily. Then you can look beyond the obstacles again every time. Know what the Lord wants from you too. Be strong, spiritually stronger. You receive the spiritual strength from the Lord to take up your cross and to follow the Savior again, your Savior. Strength to continue the battle against your own sins and weaknesses again. Strength to let go of what needs to be let go in your life. Strength to live for Him again. That counts for everybody, young and old. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, young people, let's make that our main New Year's resolution then. To wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. What this year may bring us, uncertain, unknown. Maybe the Savior will return in glory. We hope so. We hope so. But if not, who knows what we have to deal with this year? No, not a, no idea. But we do know that the Lord our God, He is almighty. He is not uncertain. He is gracious and faithful to all His promises. That's for certain. So wait on Him. Then your strength will be renewed from day to day. You'll soar like eagles, run and walk without tiring, and Eventually make it home to your real home with your God and Savior in the new Jerusalem, the glorious city of God. Amen.